Is it 18th? Yeah. No, it's the 17th. Is that 18th? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> It's October 17th, 2012, and Brazil has withdrawn from the XCOM project. This is Idle Thumb 79. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. And we are joined by our friend Scoops. Hey, everybody. Oh, hey, Steve. Steve. I'm Steve. Hi. Well, who else would you be? Uh, Who's to say? I think there's only, <laughs> there's only, there's one, only Scoops, one Scoops, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm Scoops. <laughs> Oh, so you self-identify as Scoops now? Uh, hot Scoops. A lot's, a lot's changed. A lot's changed, yeah, well, since, since you hated that. When when your title is, you know, uh, disputed, <laughs> you get into defense mode. Who disputes So really, it, it, the dispute is really what dispute. brought... Is what, <laughs> I think Steve is undisputed Scoops. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad you're on my side, because it's going to come to blows. There's only one side. <laughs> you're going to need as many people behind me as I can get. So yeah, you're visiting us from... Your own video game development studio. Um, Fulbright. The company? Games? games? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my studio is called the Fulbright Company. Oh, right. uh, yeah, no, I came down from Portland because uh, last week around this time, both Dishonored and XCOM came out and exploded my brain. My with brain was similarly fucking exploded. The trajectory double. of that explosion landed you in an airplane, yeah. which was then pushed by <laughs> the velocity of your, that, of your that movement. That plane was actually going to Australia, but it just <laughs> went off the other yeah, and just went, redirected went off course it. and just kind of crash landed in a neighborhood in Oakland, and I just got on the BART. <laughs> I was like, oh, I might as well go over to... Idle thumbs and talk about it. This has been pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you guys want to talk about that domestic crane plane crash that I caused? No. Nope. Oh, okay. No, you want to talk no. about video games? Yeah. Nice. Which have you guys been playing more of? XCOM or Dishonored? Evenly split. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been playing much, much, much more XCOM, but these guys the other direction. Mm. Yeah, I'm playing more Dishonored. Yeah, I've played some Dishonored. <laughs> I I had the experience of playing a little bit of XCOM. And then mistakenly starting Dishonored and thinking and then, I'd go back to XCOM. Then you fell down I, a Dishonored yeah, hole. I was like, oh, oh well, and I saw you on XCOM last night. That's right, mm-hmm. because I hadn't played any XCOM since my first two hours with uh, it until okay. then. And I was like, I have to podcast about this. Yeah, yeah. Also, XCOM's really fucking good. It's excellent. But I couldn't play a game other than Dishonored after I started it, pretty much. That was, just, that was, the, op- that was the same for me, but in the other direction, whereas, where I started playing XCOM and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go in and play... Uh, I'll kind of, my original plan was to kind of go back and forth. Let's just lead with XCOM and then alternate based on some unknown factor, like yeah. maybe missions and Dishonored and right. then, you know, a few missions in XCOM. And then I went in and I, I played a bunch of XCOM and then I played the whole first, essentially, tutorial, whole string. Yeah, in intro and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm just like, I just have to keep playing XCOM. I, like, <laughs> I mean, Dishonored's awesome, but like, but I, I, we just kept thinking about my squad and like yeah. all the, you know, I was pretty deep into it. So 
Yeah, I assume the same as what you're describing with Dishonored, but the other way around. Pretty much, yeah, where it was yeah. like, oh, I should play more XCOM. Yeah, I'm clicking Dishonored now. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I found it really, really engrossing. Um, I don't know. So so you guys, uh, Jake and Sean, you've, how far are you guys into the game? Because I finished it. Oh, I'm like four hours in. Okay. Yeah. I am going so painfully slow. I'm trying to go through. I'm trying to go through non-violently, which really just means I'm the guy who has like the best intentions, and then just. (laughs) A sea of bodies. <laughs> oh, so you're so, 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 on trying. So you're trying to go through. I don't restart. Like I, I have a do not restart policy. So when things go to shit, you're just ah, yeah. Yeah. stabbing at my way. Yeah, <laughs> throw them in the river and run it, away. So I no was actually. Know. I didn't really. I knew. I'd seen the rat stuff in the tutorial, which is really fucking well done. Yeah. When they first time yeah. they introduced the rat stuff, but I hadn't seen it again until what you're actually describing happened to me, which was. I stalked a guard for like 15 fucking minutes. I'm very slow with these games. Like yeah. I get really stressed out really easily. And um, so I was stalking this guy very, 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 very slowly. Yeah. I come up behind him. I choke him out. Like, oh, God, I got him. Oh, my God, I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. And I pick him up and I walk over and I climb over a ledge and I set him on these rocks Mm-hmm. And I set him down, and his body just starts to slide. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he falls 25 feet, lands right on his head, blood splattered. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then these rats come out and just devour him. <laughs> it's like slowly slinking away. Hey, perfect crime. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty, those rats. It was, that was, that happened to me the mo, on the, like, the first 15 minutes of the first mission and i went okay I, i'm into this game now i guess but yeah. i've been going very slowly that was your grenade roll yeah down. that was literally <laughs> that was the man rolling exactly, down it was an unconscious guy it's been really fun to like just lay people down very gently somewhere and be like sleep my quiet oh prince. i just pile them all on top of each other because i'm playing <laughs> you just non, make I'm the snore non, stack yeah i'm playing non-lethally well actually Their snore sound is the best thing yeah it by is the way oh, it makes God. me so happy also yeah. yeah passing guards can hear it which caused me a problem but yeah I, um, oh, passing guards actually hear the snore. Yeah. yeah, so what happened to me? <laughs> How did you detect this? I had five people stacking like, underneath. Who's that sta- snoring like, guy? You know in the first mission where you have to go to that dude's office and everything and get the things out of his safe? And yeah. Then you have to, okay, so it's in that guy's... Which is an awesome section. fucking so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to talk more about it, but go ahead. Yeah, and so I put five people to sleep underneath the stairs, including the maid. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all in Well, of course. There. Otherwise, then, she, otherwise, she could see you. Right, right. She'll, yeah. she'll snitch. So... A guy, a guy is like, cool. somebody, he's like, somebody's sleeping over here. He says something like that. Oh, really? He's like, somebody's like, oh, he's... slacking off. Right, right. And then he comes around the corner and he's like, oh. And there's just <laughs> seven dudes like in a pile. <laughs> so I stab him and I throw him in the pile. And I'm like, oh my God, when these people wake up and they're like, what happened? Why are we all in this pile? Why is Steve dead? <laughs> it's how oh, he killed you. Yeah, he killed you, oh. by the way. I, I I like them waking up and just finding the guy. What did we do? <laughs> just in this this uh, nest. You know what would actually happen is they would all turn to the maid and say, "What did you do?" It would be horrible. Yeah, uh, that maid, the, is, the, she's getting fired. The, well, the maid in that area is one of my most memorable moments. One of my favorite. A most memorable maid. Yes, from from that fucking game. So 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 this game. Uh, probably everybody that's listening to this knows, but it comes from the whole like thief Deus Ex kind of lineage where there's a lot of guard conversations you can sneak yeah. around and you hear someone talking so you know they're there or whatever and it's like unique stuff they say 
It's and enjoyable. So, yeah, no, and they do a good job with it in this game, but sometimes they do a really good job. So, uh, yeah, the part you're talking about is, like, Dr. Giovanni's apartment or whatever. It's in, like, the first open streets city section in the game, and it's optional. You can go in there or whatever, and so I'm sneaking around, and I'm like, all right, it doesn't seem like anybody's home, and I hear a guard, like, talking to the maid that you were talking about, and they're, like, kind of arguing. They start bickering. They're like, oh, the guy's out of town. I don't think he's I played this part. He, he said, he said, well, it's optional. Okay. Uh, he was like, oh, don't touch his bookshelf. And the maid's like, well, I got to clean the bookshelf. He'll be pissed off if I don't. And he's like, ah. And, and they're just like arguing and bickering. And you're just like, all right, listening to it. It goes on for like a minute and a half or something. And then there's just kind of a pause. And then <laughs> the guard goes, this is what it's going to be like when we're married, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, what? And the maid goes, no, because I don't have the fucking energy for it. And then they walk off in opposite directions. I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is so good. And so, like, at that point, A, that's just good writing that I didn't see coming. Like, it's super yeah. good. But then, you know, you can always have that narrative of, like, oh, I can't kill this guy. I could have a family or whatever. But it's now it's like... I can't kill this guy. His wife's in the next room. So I'm like, but obviously I'm going to neutral. I was doing non-lethal as well. So it's like, obviously I'm going to choke them both out and put them in a corner somewhere. You probably, and, they'll probably, their relationship will grow together. Exactly. And so I'm like, man, I'm going to have a story to tell. <laughs> Remember that time we woke up in the apartment our necks were both really sore? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the guy's stuff was gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, turns out it was that Corvo guy after all. We had a good laugh. <laughs> well, you're also playing like, no mission markers, no... Yeah. Are you doing no glowy stuff in the world? Uh, I, I no left. mission markers, no glowy stuff. That, well, that well the glowy how, stuff is like, oh, I mean, yeah. any of these games. That, that, was how I, that was how I played Bioshock 1, was like, Luke Glint was turned off and all that shit. This time I no turned No dramatic off. underlighting? I don't think you could... Bioshock was dramatic underlighting. Oh, I mean, interactive dramatic underlighting on hot, oh, on hot objects. Um, I think they have that. Do they? In, uh, Dishonored's all about in Dishonored. Oh, in Dishonored. I thought you meant yeah. that. Luke um, Glint. I didn't know... I, didn't know that was the phrase. Well, they, they they separately have objective glow and loot glint. Loot glint is pickups and objective yeah. glow is like you have to press this switch to g- continue the game. Right, right, right. Objective um, glow sounds like it's paired with subjective glow. <laughs> well, objective glow and loot glint are actually going to play down the street at the homestead after this. So if you oh, guys yeah. want to see them, they're going to be pretty well, good. They're kind of like this electronic thing. It's actually cool. Um... <laughs> Right? Uh, I didn't turn any of that shit off. I did turn mission okay. objective markers off. Because the cool thing about that, about that, that interact, that, that, uh, dialogue is that that, like, him saying stay away from the bookshelf, you're instantly like, oh, there's a book on that bookshelf I'm gonna pull. Right. And then it opens up a secret area. It's yeah. awesome. So, Steve, have you, uh, so I'm also attempting to play non-lethally. Have you succeeded so far in not killing anyone? Nope. Yeah, I haven't either. I, oh, I, well, I mean, I, so I, in, by my own intent? Well, yes. No, me too. Yes. By right. the yes. game telling exactly. me somebody died for right. some fucking reason, I'll have no idea what it was. That's no. the same with me. I played through by the second, this, the like first full mission, the one after the whole intro stuff. Yeah. Like the first one after you get to the hub world. Right. Or whatever. Um, I was just painstakingly, it took me yep. hours to get through and there was one death. Yep. At the end. And I have no idea where it was. Nope. I have no, I only. Where's the Dishonored replay cam? Yeah, I only ever um, like sleep dart, which is fairly rare, or yeah, choke, right. and that's it. Um, I mean, th- there are various ways. That I mean, guys rats can die. Can eat them. exactly. Well, rats but, eat but them. rats don't thinking. eat unconscious guys. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They don't. Rats no, don't eat unconscious guys unless they slide off a rock and, and then bonk their head. head so. and die. Oh, I thought someone. I thought I read a thing that said. Well, then I have no idea. What according according to Harvey Smith on Twitter, okay, well, he uh, red, did rats accidentally drop a guy guys. into a body of water or That's something? Not, I mean, I, 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 that must have been what I did. Like, an I, unconscious guard can drown in only two inches of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, because something I noticed was like I choked a guy out and I was just standing on the top of like a two and a half foot flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And he like <clears throat> just did his ragdoll forward on it and then blood started coming out of his head. 
guys can fall downstairs and <laughs> oh, die really okay. easily. I Shit mean, like that is yeah. Is I definitely didn't see anything like that happen for sure, but I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to detect. Like no, the I thing know. that I want from shit like that, and this is the same complaint I had about Deus Ex Three. Deus Ex Three is worse because you don't know until the end of the game whether you killed anyone. It's I couldn't believe amazing. I did it at the end of that game. Yeah, me either. Um, oh but God. apparently, their detection is a lot better than yeah. Dishonored is. All I want is either for the game to tell you whenever someone dies, just do a little pop up in the corner that's like guard killed or whatever, mm-hmm. or just. Well, okay, do both of these things. If you don't want to do that, whatever. But that and or you can just check your stat screen from the pause menu. Like, they show you the stat screen at the end. Do I kind of just pause and see the list of, yeah. have I killed anybody yeah. yet? Oh, like shit, the number yeah. went up. I think I'll load my game. You know, yeah. instead of like, oh, I did three hours of gameplay. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Yep. I guess someone died, which is lame. That was actually the moment where I, I was just like, well, XCOM. <laughs> like, <laughs> not because I'm not going to play more Dishonored. I absolutely am. But, like, it highlighted a really specific difference between not just Dishonored specifically, but this kind of game at all, any any yeah. character-driven game, and a thing like XCOM, which is that in XCOM, it's all about decision-making. Like, the XCOM is about nothing but decision-making, period. Like, it's not about reflex or anything. Like, it's only about considering decisions, um, which is awesome. Like, it's really, really cool. It's really well-made. It's really well-designed. Um, but you can completely fuck something up, and that doesn't really, like... That doesn't – there's there's no <clears throat> point at which that's right or wrong like ever. Um, like, And that's true technically in this case yeah. with uh, – well, like, I wouldn't no, have like, to adhere to my – tally of like yeah, points it's just, against in, that. XCOM yeah. is so much of the game is about reinforcing that things are going to go wrong, period. Yeah. Like there, you couldn't do a flawless playthrough of XCOM. So no, the game – like there wouldn't be any such thing as that. So the game would never even suggest ways to do it. Whereas right. there's an actual achievement – in Dishonored for not killing anyone. Yeah. Um, but even aside from that, like your character can just straight up die in Dishonored, which again is a feature of any character driven game with combat in it. Um, so again, I'm not picking on Dishonored at all. Um, I'm just highlighting like what was going on in my brain between these two games. Whereas in XCOM, I was playing classic Iron Man and my entire squad got wiped. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I guess I'm recruiting new guys for this game. Not like, you know, yeah. but I wouldn't like reload a save or like, right. well, I couldn't cause it's not allowed in that mode, but like, but, yeah. but it was, it's just really interesting to be playing a game like XCOM where that is just not how most games, especially in 2012 are made yeah. under the assumption that like, yep, you will fail enormously. And that's just part of this game. And like, yeah. just keep going. Um, whereas well, the, the thing even when I don't, even if I don't reload a save, like yeah. I will die frequently. And then I just have to do it again. Yeah. The thing that the other thing, the, where I thought you were going with that was mm-hmm. in in the XCOM paradigm, there is no situation in which you would express the intent to play non-lethally and That's then true. the game would That's true. tell you, oh, whoops, through some sort of circumstance, your intent was not actually carried through on, you know, because right. like there, there, there wouldn't be this kind of like uncertainty about it because every, every decision that you make is clearly fed back and there's no like, you know, question mark to wait, how's that right. actually going to resolve? Um which, yeah, is, is a reason that they're very different. But with something like I want to play non-lethally and kill no one and I'm only going to use non-lethal tools to express that intent, you want it to be as clean as it would be in XCOM. You right. know, like, but in Dishonored, because it has that very explicit, like, counter of, like, you did or did not achieve right. this thing, you know. Right. If, if, that, if that wasn't something they ever telegraphed to you, it would be probably less frustrating. Does I mean, this- if, if it was never a thing that the game surfaced ever yeah you just wouldn't 
you, you would just personally, you might have that goal and you would personally know if you completed it to your yeah. own satisfaction. Yeah, you would not. think that you had, you right. assume you had. Or right. whatever. Dishonored having, uh, you know, when you complete a, a mission or a level or whatever, it, it puts up the the tally screen that shows how many chaos and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Does that, that's obviously built for people who are diehard looking glass, don't kill anyone people. But I imagine there are people who pick up Dishonored who don't really know about the paradigm and the history of that sort of game. And when they see kills, wonder if they can max it out. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And does well, Dishonored totally, go the other way? Yeah, if you, that's if totally you, valid, right? Because in, De- in Deus Ex 3, my first playthrough was non-lethal and I succeeded in not – well, other than boss battles, which are right. not workaroundable, unfortunately. Um, I didn't kill a single person the entire game. And my second playthrough, I – pretty much killed every single moving person in every level right. that I played. Like, I but, mean, like does Dishonored, I, I wonder if that UI screen in the, you know, seeing a zero communicates very clearly. I killed zero people, yeah. but if you mm-hmm. kill everybody, it probably does it not. Act, there, there's, there's, well, there's, there's a checkbox under it. Like that says no one killed. And it's just like right. unchecked if you've killed anyone. So that at least expresses, but there like, isn't maximum no murder. Yeah. It's not every spawn yeah. human. Yeah. yeah. But at least does say like, yeah, we, yeah. We, we'll, we'll pay attention if you don't kill anyone. You know? Right. Also, is there, this is a really weird specific technical question, but do you guys know if there's a, uh, just a cap on the number of corpses that can exist in the world or like unconscious bodies? Because there were definite times when I put, like, indoors in sealed I, rooms with no rats. Too. Exactly. I piled a bunch of guys and would come back and there would only be one there. And there's no way rats ate, like, six guys. No. I was that. wondering if they woke up asleep. and walked away. Yeah. No, they, they yeah. don't wake up. That was up. the first I, time I experienced that. So there must that. be a limit. They must I think it's just yeah. corpse yeah. calling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just for physics. Because you physics can bring a number of more corpses into an area than they would have spawned that many actual guys there. Like, right. there might be right. there might be a chunk of the level with that. They only intend three yeah. guards to be in there. And, and I think eight. that I think the way they look at it, I would assume, I mean, the thing that makes sense to me anyway is like once someone has been either knocked out or killed, they are out of the equation. Like sleeping They're guys will never only, wake yeah. wake up again. Right, so the exactly, only thing yeah. that you're removing from the equation is like, oh, I, that guy's unconscious. He'll never be back in play. He can't be woken up. The only thing you're deleting is now you can't it, go shoot his unconscious waits. body in the head. Right, but right. like who... That's fine. I, I, I'm the, assuming the it's thing is, though, those, the corpses do serve a purpose in that they can be seen they by can other be guards. Detected, yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe it waits until you've either a certain period of time. I don't know. One could find out easily. Yeah. My, my guess is it would be uh, how many corpses there are in the world, and then just your distance from them, and that you're not looking at them. But like, I don't know. Uh, this is one thing, totally aside from anything we've been talking about, but just. To make sure I say this at some point during this podcast, like I love video games. Yeah, these games are really good. Yeah. Both of these games are so incredibly good. It's, it's kind of shocking nuts. to me, actually. Um, these were these are some of the only um, kind of big, uh, large team games that I've actively looked forward to in a long time, and I have. I don't really think I've been materially disappointed by either of them in any major way. I mean, obviously, there's little things I would change here and there if it was a magical, like hypothetical world, but like these are amazingly well made games that I've been like. Played hours of each of them and have enjoyed enormously. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard for me, though, to be honest, with Dishonored because it is amazing. It is so well made. It is such a well constructed game. But, like, oh man, I don't, I'm not like sucked back into the world. It's so weird to me. Like, I just don't have this sort of compulsion of like, oh, I gotta go back there and see what's next. It's so much fun to play. And when I'm boggled by how well all the little things in the game are executed, the fit and finish of the game, the stuff that's so hard to get right. I mean, you know this, Steve. 
Like that stuff is, oh, like it's actually shocking to me. Like I stopped playing the game and I think knowing what I know about making these things, what it takes to get there. And I'm just blown away, but I'm not at all compelled to be in the world or be this guy at all, huh. which is really like once I'm doing the stuff and telling this, like the, like we were talking about, we started the episode with like, that is the mountaintop. That stuff is really great. Yeah. But the lows are really low for me hmm. when I'm, talking about yeah when i come back from a mission and i'm talking to those dudes at the bar about whatever is next and the sort of interpolitical dramas of this world yeah no i agree that's the stuff that's it's it's you don't like going back to the hub bar i like the hub bar i like it but but it's it's just the the through line of the stuff is there's also just a lot of weird artistic things i'm not crazy about like how pretty much every female character wears like skin tight clothing, which is just a video game thing that I wish people would get over at this point. Like there's some guys can wear big yeah. trench coats and stuff. And like, why doesn't the Empress wear a dress? Why does she wear, why is she wearing like skin tight clothing her whole body? It just uh, drives me crazy. There are no skirts in the entire game. Why? Um, probably because thing. yeah, they realize they putting a skirt on a character that can arbitrarily ragdoll after you've knocked them out. Uh, yeah, will not really be you can't, good. Ever. You can't kill the Empress. And also there are men with long coats that, would theoretically in the real world flow around right but in the game i will bet you that they have a slit up the back and actually glued to the backs of their legs i i mean I, i'm, I'm no i mean that's what um, i would say i mean there's and, a like we can't build it's and, and so my guess is that it's a stylistic <laughs> yeah. thing where they were like all right women in our world don't wear skirts it's a technical thing but we've made an artistic decision to say yeah. that's something that's true of our world because it's going to be true of all the characters you see in our world and they were like all right so the empress wears pants it's the same reason all their hair is up Yep. So they don't like when they turn their head and stuff and they ragdoll their, their head, hair blocks don't clip through their shoulders. Yeah. Um, but there is, a, I mean, oh man. It's still frustrating though. Oh no, it's, it's incredibly It's a problem I wish people would just solve because I feel like it's just one of those things that I, I understand you can there pay are for technical things, cloth but like, and hair and stuff but just and in general, try to it seems like a thing that like broadly video games should probably figure out. Like, how do you not have to make that choice all the time? Like, I like there, there are no I women except the prostitutes in that one level. <laughs> uh, who, but, uh, who uh, in the, uh, the prostitutes and the French maids? Yeah. But none of like none of the characters, even the even the prostitutes in that one level, have like exaggerated proportions. Like there aren't any big boobs in the game. I don't think any of the female characters wear Corvo's like cleavage kind of or boob. anything. You know, like, yeah, I, which I, I actually cool. I agree with both of you in a weird way, even though it's hard to find the middle ground. But yeah, I actually. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't. I agree. A lot of what you say. <laughs> I, uh, why, 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 why? I don't. Uh, I don't. But I had a. Oh God! I was before we went on on the jag about the women. I had something to say about just the world and the. I thought the setup was like I've been forgiving it the further I get away from it. But like those guys show up and I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 dude, don't worry about it. some ninjas just blinked in here and some fucking murdered her. Don't worry, these guys just blinked right. in. In a world where ninjas can blink in. Maybe it's fair for you to say, okay, ninjas blinked in. Yeah, and they're like, go to jail. Like, we have, we have blinking ninjas here. We know that these guys can do this. No, no one else has been murdered by this by this means before, even though we have guys who can just go. Because and, uh, I'm going to be able to blink in like 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to have a sick dream, and then I'm all over the place. Yeah. It bummed me out that, that you got that shit in a dream, and it wasn't that, that you were... I didn't get that at all. You got to go yeah. to like magic school because you're a super. <laughs> like, I wish you could have gone to magic school. I just mean like <laughs> I wanted to go to wizard university. <laughs> if magic, I didn't get to meet a wizard at all. If magic just exists in this world and there's other people who can blink around, like what if they all get it from dreams? 
why? 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 Because everyone the has the dream. Oh, capital T, capital D. But why can't it just be a thing people learn? I don't know. But when you pointed that out, uh, <laughs> I'm still loving it. Si- <laughs> I know. Why couldn't he just go to magic school? Um, I just like it. Seems like there was. I don't know. The side effect of you learning to blink so fast that I wish would would happen is that someone would see you blink and then go, "Oh, well, you clearly killed that lady." <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, oh, you must have just blinked in. Why couldn't I couldn't even blink then? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like you just learned it in a dream or something. Like, we've all gone to magic school. I didn't even go to magic school. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I like this game a lot. I just want to reinforce that. No, <laughs> again, I like it a lot. It's really really great. I'm, I'm, Although I did, I did think it was hilarious when you get to the hub for the first time and everyone's like, all right, you got to go see this guy who makes just the most amazing weapons and armor and devices. Like he's, he's going to outfit you with just the most incredible stuff ever. And you get there and he's like, I'm going to make you the most incredible mask. This is going to be the most finely crafted mask. And he takes it out and there's just fucking like screws coming out of it and like shit bolted on. It's just like a pile of shit that the guy like glued together and sticks on your face. I don't know. That cracked me up. After, after all that shit's built there's up right. for like five minutes straight as like just master craftsman because here, here's, here's what he I made. He puts it on you and he adjusts your eyes and he's yeah. like, so you got any money? <laughs> then he just asks you to start paying for shit. This thing doesn't come off unless I say so. <laughs> you, got, you got any money? Because I can make you some stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you now that it's on there. <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Like, is it supposed to make you blend in? Like, what is the point of this mask? It hides hides your dishonorable visage. uh, It does hide your dishonorable visage. How is that garbage guy? (laughs) It's that guy with that exquisite mask. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, if you surprise somebody and then right before you went and stabbed him, like, as the sword's traveling towards his neck, he just goes, nice mask. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, buddy. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you could make that happen by... So, have you guys gotten to the Boyle Manor party yet? Anybody? No. no. Uh, you go to a party and it's a masked ball. <coughs> I heard so, it's really good. So you go, this so, is the part you really like. Uh, or no, this is the part you were talking about at um, that place we went. I played it at PAX <laughs> at QuakeCon. QuakeCon. So, okay. But uh, a number of times you go up to some random person and they say something along the lines of nice masks. So you could totally hear them start to be like, Nice. And then you just hit, like, the time bend and, like, it's <laughs> like, as your knife goes in. Like, nice. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I really like the mask you got. <laughs> What's the knife going in slowly? I got it. Um, but. <laughs> that's the fart coming that's out That's the sound slowly. of the knife. Don't know about that, Jake. I feel like I should start this game over, or not start over, but just continue from where I, I am. I thought you were going to say start this podcast over. <laughs> I feel like we should really take another stab at this guy. So, um, no, I feel like I should give up on the non-lethal for a while. I feel like, and then get just get through the game, understand the systems, and then and then go through again. That's exactly what I. Yeah, that's, the moment. Yeah, the, moment the, afore- me, the moment right. the aforementioned story happened, I went like, "Well, fuck non-lethal." Yeah, no, I, had yeah, the same, I had the same thing of just I'm going to go non. Okay, I murdered that guy. Like, yep, he was like yeah. the fourth uh, guy I found. And okay, also killing guys. Just I'm gonna spending figure this so out. long going like going through each level at this point. Um, like I'm just, I mean, which is fine. Like I have no problem doing that at all. Um, but if I weren't playing XCOM, it would be fine. But like having two games that I'm trying to play and then having one of them, I'm moving through like just at by my own yeah, super slow. By my right. own complete volition. Um just like a snail's pace. 
You should use never actually finish this. You should just go murder everybody. Oh, I do. I blink a lot. No, no. Also, do you do you do you? I guess you're probably not far enough. If you upgrade possession to human level, uh-huh. um, it's really good because you can just possess any guy and then you warp walk them, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah. You your body disappears. You inhabit them basically, and uh-huh. you can just walk them into a corner and then back out of them, and you're standing right behind them, and you just choke them out. So hmm. between like being able to That's such an odd blink thing behind guys that are like patrolling and just uh-huh. not even have to cover the ground, just like blink and then. St- Choke yeah. them out. That and then another sense. guy is actually looking at you, so you can't come at him from behind, so you just possess him and walk him into a fucking broom closet and then choke <laughs> him out. It's really good. Yeah. Um, just like, oh, God, the feeling, I, I do the like feeling how of well movement in the entire stuff. game is amazing. Yeah, no, like, it's fantastic. The movement is yeah. unbelievably it's so good. good. Yeah. Like, Freakishly I, good. I had, I had this amazing experience. The other demo level from QuakeCon was the Sokolov level. Like, you have to get to this, like, greenhouse played, thing that's that on top one, yeah. of a, yeah. a building and in the full game you start on the other side of the district and you go through a bunch of like abandoned buildings that are crumbling and whatever so it was like you know i went through all these buildings and then i went all the way up through this you know tower to the top of the greenhouse it's going like an hour or whatever like that and then you have your um your 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 gadget called the heart you know where yeah, you can yeah, yeah. see where special items are and the right. world just shows you and i'm like oh fuck i left a rune all the way back at the beginning of that hour oh, man, of i'm skipping a lot of this and, and and then i and then i i was like all right i've got double jump and blink and i just like double jump blink to a balcony blink to a pylon blink to the roof down to the broken apartment down to the place i was trying to go and i covered the entire fucking level in like six seconds it was amazing <laughs> that's awesome oh it felt like so mirror's good. edge stuff where you're just yeah um that's, that's always great that kind of like because because once you know you've cleared it and there's not going to be guards that are going to see you doing this shit you're just like and you're you know fucking 500 yeah. yards away and that's hey, one thing to ask guys you guys who are trying to do it non-lethal as well is there any reason to just not be in dark vision 100 percent of the time like I'm just always in dark vision. I, don't I just know. don't like the way it looks. Honestly. No, I know, but that's, yeah. the, only re- but that's no, no, no. the only reason. There's I no mechanical reason I can figure yeah, out because yeah. you can just go into dark vision and then switch to a different power and then yeah, use yeah, that yeah. power and, and it, it doesn't, doesn't do like a constant drain. There's no mana. It, it, like it that. drains your mana down temporarily, and then it just recharges within a few seconds. Mm-hmm. But it's not a constant drain while you have it on. No, it's no, not at all. I hardly use it at all. I would just lean around corners instead of using dark vision. I like the way the game looks too much to use it all the time. Yeah, that's the same with me with Arkham Asylum. I almost felt like I was exploiting it. If that makes sense, I, the thing you're describing. No, I know. I kind of so I stopped doing I'm like, it because I like. Uh, that's another reason yeah. I kind of want to maybe not try to do it non-lethal because I just, I can't, it's hard for me to justify not having it on, even though I prefer obviously how it looks without it. But I'm like, it feels so high stakes that I'm like, well, the game's giving me this tool. I should use it. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna make it better for me and for these guards who are not gonna die if I can prevent it. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It's weird. It's not really a problem, I guess, but it it seems odd that it's. That they don't tr- like make it a limited resource at all. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You're gonna say something, dude. You were talking about Arkham. Oh, not, I was just yeah, talking yeah. about. I was just, it's the same thing with Detective Mode in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. yeah, that was even crazier because you could just it was a toggle you just leave on. You didn't even have to recast it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I'm yeah. surprised it's it's the kind of thing they fix that in Arkham City. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they had a million discussions about this. Oh, but, I, no but, doubt. Yeah, but yeah, I always yeah. wonder why. Uh, they don't make something like that a hold, because um, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, right. you have to hold down left trigger to do this thing. So you're pretty much just going to sit somewhere, scan around, and then let go of the button so right. that you can use your your powers again. Or even just do it when you switch to a different power, it turns off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. could walk, run around with just that and your blade out, and that makes like that makes this is going to sound stupid, but like practical sense to me. Like if I am 
a guy who went to magic school and have this suite of abilities, I can just focus and keep one on while I have my blade out. But the moment I'm going to focus and do something else, that one's going to go away. Yeah, well, that, that's you can blink with, with that. You can blink stuff, with that so. thing on. Yeah, but you yeah. can also turn on time slow and then use any other power. While oh, I, you're slow. right. Yeah, so totally. like, I think they yeah for consistency's sake, it wouldn't really make sense for that. But like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm guessing they just wanted to say, hey, if this is how you want to look at the game, like, or a cool down on it or something, go for it. Yeah, know. no, I mean it's you know it's fine. Um, the, the thing I do wish you could do, and I'm sure it would be a frustration from an interface standpoint, especially on console, but. What I aside really wish going is to magic I could, school. What's that? Aside from going to magic school. Oh, aside from school. going to magic school, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because I just never... It's be a pain in the ass on console. Have you ever tried to go to <laughs> magic school with a controller? <laughs> Connect magic school. Oh, that's true. Probably that's a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, because I just... Ne- the way I'm playing, I almost never use my right-hand weapon. The only time I ever use it is occasionally to fire a sleep dart, and that's it. I wish I could just have another power in there. Like the the things I actually use are my are my spells, not yeah. my not my weapons. I would. Oh, I, really? I, I have the sleep dart out pretty much all the time, just because it's my get out of jail free card. Same. Like I went to to fucking Piero's factory, and he'll give you an upgrade that makes sleep darts work instantly on anyone. The combat if they're aggro at you. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. good. Um, and so it'll be like, all right, sneaking, sneaking, and then one guy turns around, and sees me, and goes, like, oh. and he just falls <laughs> over and goes to sleep. I'm like, all right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, so like ninety percent of the time, I don't have to use it. But if somebody, if I'm like about to get made by somebody, it's just like go sleep. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but they made they made sleep darts really rare, or you know, like appreciably yeah. rare, so you can't just rely on sleep darting everyone. Which I thought. No, was I don't. Nice. I, I still try to use it. Rarely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, otherwise it's just like all right, just sleep dart everyone. I guess yeah. that's right. the game. It's just sleep like killing somebody. Yeah. Um, no, no yeah. God, I it's killed all those dogs. I killed oh, I so many dogs. <laughs> I didn't. It, the the design of the, this is my entire logic behind it. The design of the d- dogs is so good, yeah. both mechanically. I think it's really just well executed mechanically, but just physically, they just look really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they kind of gross me out, so They're I didn't want to touch them. And I also didn't want to see if I could choke them out, so I just murdered every dog. <laughs> you can't like, choke out a dog. I could totally choke out a dog. Well, maybe you could. Corvo Atano cannot choke out a dog. <laughs> he refuses. Uh, he has to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. I killed every dog I saw. They gave me the willies. <laughs> He's honorable. I killed every dog I saw. <laughs> I don't know. Give me the, yeah. I would. I would trank dart those those dogs. Well, they they freak me out more than humans do because I the the um the AI like the just the regular. Well, they can smell you. Well, yeah. The regular dudes though, like you know, you play a lot of video games. Even just only playing this video game, you you know how they work. Like you, they're exactly. in every level. You know they walk around on a thing, and that's it. The dogs, I just have no idea. What do you do? Like, what did they? When you when you aggro one of them, do they just fucking freak out immediately? Like, what? Can they climb? I don't even want to yeah. know. I don't even want to test those waters. Like, I don't, I don't wanna, even want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, mean, I feel the exact same. And it's way. good. That's like, why it's I cool. killed them like, they, It's a good reaction to create in me. Can, can I? No, tell, it's perfect. Can I, tell I killed a, them out of fear. Like, I just, I just, thing. I just avoid them like strenuously. I've not engaged with them at all in any way oh god can i tell a stealth game no. dog story yes <laughs> it's from a different stealth game with what dogs. so the reason i was thinking dogs <laughs> you got to sneak up on those little bastards uh the uh so something that I, that I noticed about this game is um like many games when an ai wants to open a door they just walk towards the door and then the door opens mm-hmm. telepathically um and also there's dogs and the thing it reminded me of is in Hitman Blood Money, uh, the same thing is true. Patrolling guards just open doors with their minds. Um, but there's that one level where you're, like, supposed to kill the, um, like, porn magnate old man guy who's, like, in his penthouse as a Christmas level, you know? Um, 
And uh, so he's up in his penthouse and he has this little tiny yappy dog that is mostly there just to like see you and, you know, alert people or whatever. So I, I snuck up and I, you know, like was hiding and then I, whatever, pushed him off the balcony or whatever. And the little dog just sees me and I'm like, well, I'm not going to kill that dog because it's garbage. Like, why would I bother? I'm just going to follow it. And so I just follow the dog and it just turns around <laughs> and r- runs through the bedroom and I close the door behind me and it psychically opens the door. <laughs> like, like this little like eight inch tall dog just stops for a second. The door opens and it keeps running through it, runs past, opens another door and then just like runs up to a guard and like starts yelling, you know, barking at the, at the guard. Right. And, yeah. and then the guard comes straight to where I was. <laughs> I'm just like, that's amazing. They just took a guard and then yeah, just, just put the dog the mesh guard. on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Uh, it made me happy. <laughs> it's good that guard it just had a full lassie moment of, <laughs> what? Hitman's here? <laughs> <laughs> on the balcony? <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, stealth games are cool. <laughs> They're hilarious. It kind of goes without saying, but <laughs> Dishonored is one of the nicest looking games that I've played in a long time, I think. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. their, their their environment yeah. part is off the charts. The characters yeah, sometimes yeah, drift into weird, super shiny, uh, Unreal Engine guys zone, even though they all actually have some pretty good stuff in their design. But the world design in that game is just out of control. The architecture yeah. is beautiful. The, the painted textures are nice. It's really nice to play an Unreal Engine game that isn't that doesn't look like the surface of the moon which yeah. like a lot of them like or like the surface of the moon dipped in vegetable oil is the <laughs> usual uh right. like everything is pitted everything is shiny it's crazy how flat it is yeah because they, they want it to look painterly i think and it, and it also it just off. looks like it has this matte finish kind of feeling yeah, yeah i love yeah, yeah the matte, that's a good way yeah, of putting it yeah. it is it's very matte finishy and then yeah. but they, they have shiny bits every now and then there's sort of yeah. little highlights in places but it's used the same way that you would if you were painting a highlight on something like it doesn't it's not used to define the form of every single shape which is right. cool it's also very clear to me at least it seems that these guys are source engine people yeah yeah for sure um just also even some uh, and i don't know how it's probably way common to games but even just if you stray too far out into the water it starts spawning murderous fish to keep <laughs> you inside of the to keep you uh, penned in which seems enti- it just feels yeah. like a half-life to me yeah and you can pick up a physics object and it'll sock it into you know a little socket and yep. then you can fill up the whale oil tank or yeah. whatever and yeah uh i don't know yeah there's a lot of i mean other other people have pointed out way more stuff than i noticed like that that there are like walls of light kind of things in mm-hmm. half-life like there's a lot of half-life stuff. 2 looking stuff in there yeah. well yeah. looking yeah because they have the same art director but like mechanically um there's a lot of similar kind of like Things that exist in the world, like the fish edge metaphor, and yeah. you know this, that, and the other thing, um, that I find interesting. It, it's cool to see the, that stuff. The, hmm? Oh, sorry. Oh, it, it, it's cool to see those mechanical things blended in with the looking glass stuff because yeah. I don't think of those as the same school of first person stuff, but right. they work well together. It turns out. Yeah, they're like we can use these these elements within our different frame that that we. Yeah. That we make games. They're also not cool. afraid to open up space in good places, like in a way. A lot of the, I mean, I don't mean like the super open stuff in Half-Life, but um, like in Half-Life 2, like Sector 17 at the very beginning has some just big open streets yeah. with nothing in them. Like the back alley behind the bar is this big open area yeah. and feels, you just kind of go out there and it feels like a forgotten part of the city. There's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. One of the girls who was milling around in the bar went out there and I thought I was going to follow her into somewhere secret. She just went out there and like had a cigarette and came back. <laughs> <laughs> but like I found this moment of possibility for the space, but it just felt... 
they're just not afraid to just put a big, good-looking thing somewhere yeah. and be like, eh. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like and visually speak, you're, you were talking about the environment. So one thing that I did notice and thought was cool and interesting, like, in the character space, I feel like um, most of, like, the male characters just have very, like, caricatured faces, you know, like the main guys that talk to you. One's the scarred war veteran dude and the other's, like, the dandy kind of, yeah. you know, guy. But mm-hmm. um, it, in, the, in, in the hub there, the two women, uh, Callista and Cecilia, one of them's, like, a rebel person. The other one is mm-hmm. the maid or, or um, she ends up taking care of Emily when you bring her back there. But they both just have really good, interesting-looking faces. Like, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the fact that somebody cared enough to make characters that looked like unique, believable human, like people with features that don't look like they're cookie cutter or idealized or whatever. It's like those people actually look like the kind of interesting features you would see on a person on the street. And yeah, the visual design is super solid. It's also, um, and admittedly I'm still early in the game. So maybe this is where most of the money is spent and, and slash, or I've seen the parts that they show in demos, but this game more than many that I play, just every time you walk around a corner, it feels like they built they built it knowing that you would be walking around a corner and that it feels like you walk into a concept painting every time you go around a fucking yeah. corner. But at the same time, the spaces are all incredibly explorable in a way that Valve games often aren't. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's a weird... It's not a thing that I ever think people actually pull off. Like, you either have the game that looks exactly like your concept art, but that's because it's designed to only be experienced from the same... From one, from, from, one from where the concept art was painted, right, or yeah. you have a game where the concept art is beautiful, and then the game looks like a UE level after a while, and you can just start to see really clearly yeah. where all the things are bolted together. But Dishonored, the yeah. balance is really nice. I feel like the other example, and probably something they drew from a lot, was Bioshock, which had yeah. similarly open structure levels, and whenever you came into a room, it was just beautifully, dramatically lit yep. and dressed and everything. It was, it was crazy to see how much, or just not to see, but it was crazy how much this game visually reminds me of Bioshock Infinite. Not because they oh, actually yeah. share like a lot of really direct. It's uh, a lot of really, really bold, bold, yeah. simple colors so, and right. huge sunlight. A stuff. lot of color palette well, similarities and, and like, also like Victorian steampunk. Like sure. they do have yeah, a lot sure. of specific right. conceptual similarities. I guess as well. that's true. Although that's not the stuff that I'm, I'm actually thinking of as much. Like both of those I think things. Almost made me think that of kind of car- caricatured kind of male face mm-hmm. kind yeah. of look is a strong thing, and like a lot of the flatter color. Like I feel like Bioshock Infinite is has much more of that flat approach to it than Bioshock 1 did. Right. Um, like Bioshock 1 is a lot more normal mappy and shiny and yeah. like uh, deep colors, whereas um, Infinite and Dishonored both have a bit more of a washed out look that I think They're is really strong. airy, I yeah, would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I think yeah. part of it is just bright sunlight kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's true. You know, Speaking of that, it's funny that bright. you can tell that last year is right. the year that Epic turned on the ability to have procedural god rays come out of it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> every oh, fucking man. game starting last year, yep. starting with like, what was it? It was a bullet storm or whatever that game yeah, was. Probably. That, yeah, that was yeah. the first game that I, I remember seeing you playing at Chris, I think. That was and, one of the first ones that And it was just like, you could tell that they were like early in on that because... Well, they're Epic. Yeah, did bullet yeah, but yeah, yeah, just right off the bat in that game, you're just looking through slatted window after slatted window with the yep. sun coming through, yep. and then like you saw every Unreal Engine developer go, "What's this button do?" Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> God raise, God raise, God raise, God raise everywhere. And though I've yeah. got to say, it looks fucking good. It looks good. It's, it's so good that it's used great. everywhere. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. 2012 is the year of the God Ray, and 2009 or whatever was like the first time when I were playing goddamn Far Cry 2, and you'd be looking at a goddamn tree and the sun setting. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. like, holy shit! Man, I just gotta say, oh, and Tropico 3. Oh, speaking, of, speaking Far Cry of Far Cry 2, I'm gonna speak of it. If that's okay, I, no, Steve. you can and should <laughs> call me Scoops. There's the uh, fuck. <laughs> 
There's the Far Cry 2 thread on the Idol forums, which was started by Jake in 2008. And is, I know. Like, in the last couple of weeks has suddenly... It's I'm not back. sure why, but, like, there's been a big resurgence in that thread where people are just posting all their gorgeous screenshots. They saw Holy those god rays and Dishonored. That game <laughs> they were like, still oh, shit. looks incredible. Like, yeah. people are just posting all these amazing moments from yeah. the Savannah. When they, like someone someone on the forums must have restarted a playthrough and gotten other people to restart yeah. as well, because um, people have just started telling new Far Cry two stories in the last couple of weeks, and there's just amazing stuff. That game is still crazy. That game so, is still th- really so this great. is the Idle Thumbs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, this is Idle this is Thumbs. Thumbs. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that to you, it's the Idle Thumbs podcast. Yeah, the, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never done this before. Do you guys want to take a break and then talk about XCOM? Yeah. 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 Video game. Come up closer. Just, just, come, just come up. up. Here, I'll, I'll just, come there up. you go. <laughs> Sick jump. What a weird guy Jake Rodkin yes. is. Oh, no. <laughs> what, a, what a weird man Jake Rodkin what? is. Uh, what a peculiar man, mother. <laughs> Why does that man look like Big Bird? I built it in March, and it's like, uh-oh. What? What? What, guys? Whoa. The first step to your computer becoming Merrick Bronstein. <laughs> Oh fuck! My computer's getting merricked. <laughs> oh fuck! A computer becoming merricked. Oh, fuck, really oh, guys, guys, guys! Fuck! Whoa! Fuck. I intentionally jump out of the glass side of the window, <laughs> like an XCOM agent. Seg. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> I love. I love that. It was fine. No, the. Yeah. The XCOM guys who avoid a fucking door to <laughs> crash through the glass window just next to, like, to it. Just nonchalantly saunter through a plate glass window. Yeah. I love how just zero effort it requires. Just, anyway, just going to just... God, even in the fucking tutorial, that was like my first impression and only so far impression of XCOM because I haven't bought the, the game yet. was just, these guys are fucking extreme, but like, <laughs> they're stupid. They're all so stupid. They're like... The first thing that happens is instead of yeah. opening a door or even kicking down a door, a guy busts through a window with a fucking kill cam, like yeah. close up, extreme. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. You, they don't do the close up stuff in the actual game. Sometimes they do. Well, not with that. Not with that. Well, if they Sometimes do, I turned. Oh, I turned it off then. Well, maybe you did. <laughs> I did. That would be why they didn't do it. Yeah, I, I forgot that that was even a thing. Yeah. Sometimes, like, just if you sprint or whatever, like whenever they kick a door open, they. Put a kill cam. Okay, yeah, I see. I don't, I don't see any of that stuff. Does it always do the thing in the tutorial where their foot spawns through yes, the door first? Dave, I don't know why they. <laughs> why do you just... have it? Why do you put a close-up kill cam on your otherwise far away game if you're if you're then going to draw a foot fucking flying? Well, through and the why don't you make the animation six inches back? Always. You can't see them on the other side of the fucking door. It doesn't have to actually make contact. <laughs> it's actually a setup for the Sam and Max gag where Sam really excitedly. Wants to break down a door, cop movie style, and then his foot just goes, goes through, through it really it. awkwardly, and then he screams in pain and slowly pulls his foot out, and then the door creaks open. That's that that's, that yeah, alternate they, they wacky cut off take. The animation before that. Yeah, they just they thing, forgot yeah. they forgot part of that. It's too bad. They'll patch it. I guess we're back. Yeah, I don't know if we're well, back. welcome back, XCOM. X XCOM Nears. Like <laughs> that sounded like you were talking to kids. <laughs> back. With our friend, Scoop, Scoop. <laughs> I was going to say Pregnant <laughs> Oh, my. What? <laughs> Chris with the Italian Patrick Spider-Man Ewing. face. <laughs> oh. his, court, his court nickname is also Scoops. It's weird. Really? Yeah. 
respect. And his real name is also Patrick? Weird. Like no one who's referred to as Scoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rabbit so, his name deep. is also Scoops? That means he's the only Patrick to have that name. <laughs> that means there's only one person in the world named Scoops. Patrick <laughs> Ewing. <laughs> Speaking of nicknames. NBA Hall of Famer Nick, and Giant Bomb contributor. Ni- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nicknames, I really enjoy playing XCOM and just seeing the phrase <gasps> video games floating in huge text above one of my, one of my characters. You named when, one of your guys after me? Uh, I He o- died? I only ever name any of my guys after you guys, the two main characters from Gone Home that I'm working on, and Lee and Clementine from Walking Dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and if, if anyone dies, I'm like, all right, uh, Clem died. <gasps> New Clem. Hire a lady. <laughs> Customize her name or Clem again. Wow. Because, uh, it, it, like, so... so the, You're Clementine now. <laughs> the, I should have never given you all those Walking Dead story spoilers. <laughs> well, the, 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 dye your keep, hair. <laughs> do it. Do it. Color your hair. Color your hair. Color your hair. Yeah, because the way that, like, I'll, I'll name all my guys after Idle Thumbs people, and then when somehow they're all alive... But some of them are injured, so I need more people and name them after my characters. Right, and then when there's him. more people, it'll be like, all right, Lee and Clementine. And the thing that makes me happy is, uh, the, when, you have when, no when, idea how happy I am right now. Well, when we were talking, Look at my about, face. when we were talking about one time, we were talking about what's going to happen in episode five, and I don't know what it is, but I was like, I just, something you said made me be like. Wait, are you guys going to just do like a 10 years in the future time jump? And just like oh, yeah, Lee right. is like 50 and Clementine is 18 and they're just like kicking ass in the wasteland and it's fucking amazing. And you're like, no. <laughs> but I, I and really, then <laughs> but I really do enjoy. Well, now fucking, we can see what the future of their life is. Exactly. Right. I, 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 I enjoy Lee being a fucking laser sniper and then. Uh, <laughs> Clementine covering him with the plasma shotgun, <laughs> and they're just like, because the thing that that I enjoy well, about they rebuild society after the zombie apocalypse, but then, then fucking aliens, aliens show up. up. Shit, twist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I like having characters like that that have like a connection where it's just like, all right, can there can there they, ever they, be? They should support like by the they should probably support one another if they were just neutral game mechanics or whatever. But now you definitely want to have those two going around the map together and one of them dies and then the other one gets revenge on the alien that did it or whatever. I don't know. Wait, so how would you awesome. want the game to support that? Because you make all you decide what they all do. Yeah. So you are more I am you more decide. likely to make the the decision to send those two characters like to the if they same got some area sort of so they weird can cover one another like than so if they were just oh, neutral. Okay. I thought you yeah. you wanted the game to do something. No, no, no. I'm just saying yeah, stuff yeah. like that. My brain. Uh yes. Yeah. Characters had affinity for one another in yeah, the yeah. alliance because they were all like unique scripted right. ca- or not scripted, but you know, like right, specific. crafted characters that right. had unique personalities or whatever. So yeah, there were mercs that liked each other and hated each other mm-hmm. and all that. Mercs that were in love. <laughs> you could have the two mercs that were actually like married or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. if one of them That's died, the, one thing the other one Alliance, would yeah. get depressed and quit <laughs> your squad sometimes. Like they would just start crying in the middle of the battlefield and you get back to the base and they're like, I'm out. If XCOM simulated emotional connection and emotional impact from people being KIA but the other person coming back, like if you did enough missions with Lee and Clementine together and then on like the 12th mission Lee just didn't come back and there was some sort of like like debuff that happened to her oh it, I mean it would be yeah it would, it would, they could they could do some of that stuff systemically that would ruin people though but it would yeah. be great because it could be like okay we track stuff like when this character kills an alien that has the other one that is the other character suppressed 
that character now likes them more, or you know, like right. that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like they're, they're saving each other's asses, multiple, or when they when they like bring bring each other up. That's with true. The if someone makes if someone adds the love mod. Yeah, Firaxis traditionally supports modding really well, well. and that's a thing that. You could, I mean, presumably would just be really straightforward. That would be really cool. I would um, love to do that if, if a character could be like, ah, that guy used a med kit on me. You know, I like, I'm now I'm more mm-hmm. likely to, you know, what mm-hmm. I, like I get a buff when we're yeah, both yeah, targeting yeah. the same enemy or something. You know? mm-hmm. Does, um, this game has like procedural squad radio chatter, right? Like characters say things. Well, they, 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 they say he's got me pinned down yeah. or I'm taking fire or I got him or whatever. Yeah. Is it still? They is don't it, really react to one another, though. Is it as hard and sort of generic military in the rest of the game as it is in the tutorial? Yeah, that's kind of disappointing to me. I haven't played enough XCOM to know, but I was really hoping that if these guys were going to talk, that their responses would, I guess, be more like Lovecraftian. I don't even know what like just like <laughs> the feeling. They're, well, they can they can get like they can panic because like if someone can be killed right in front of them, then they'll freak out and have and like. Their barks are totally different then, and then, okay. then they're like having a they'll break down and that's cool. Freak but it's, out it's still nothing. You it's not anything. No, it's not inspiring. Not, it's just like no, it's not. Oh, this is this is too too much. I can't take it. You know, or whatever. Just to if, not not to go. Okay, to instantly go back to Dishonored. So so you know, there's there's the like pre-written barks or guard conversation I was talking about, but also they have systemic ones where right. they will say stuff and then respond to each other. What? You guys like, heard this? Sorry. When you said they'll have systemic barks, I immediately imagined that they were procedurally generated barks, which then my oh, brain like made Dr. Dr. Spade so. Sorry. <laughs> he sorry. is three feet away. Like, <laughs> what? That wasn't very immersive. They, 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 finish their, like, they finish their pre-written stuff, and then sometimes there'll just be two guards that one will say something, the other responds either positively or negatively. Right. Have you seen this? What is it like? Did you hear that? No. No, no. It's it's <laughs> there is stuff like that though. Well, yeah, yeah. but but also um, <clears throat> just when they are totally unaware of you, one will just just <laughs> like my my favorite is I feel like they pick two guards and decide whether they like each other or not, and the one guy will just say like asshole things to the other guy, and the other guy like pissed off about it. Like I was just I was listening to these two guards, and 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 the one was like, hey. How old did you say your sister was? And he goes, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and just stuff like oh, I heard that. that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or, you know, ah, should we go out for whiskey tonight? And the, the, they just have a array of positive responses right. they'll have. And so sometimes they'll be like, indeed, I believe we shall. <laughs> Whatever. It's just weird and stilted and I awesome. love that stuff. I Me love too. the fact no, that there's just sort of, it's sort of like, they know that they're on their paths. So it's just sort of these two magnets in space, and as soon as they like click together, an event happens, and yeah. then they break apart, and they go do their thing. Like, oh, that I, stuff like, is so good. That's the sort of stuff that's actually really fun to like write and imagine and create. Yeah, that stuff. Oh, that's it's really a thing cool. that I don't know if it would fit in XCOM, but my imagined version of the between time and XCOM having some of that stuff going on, like maybe it would just make you want to kill yourself because people are talking all the, the time. Be- what between time? I mean, just or when like you're in the base. I mean, XCOM is up to you to decide what to do, and. Also, that game is reasonably turn-based, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I. So that's what I mean. Like, I mean, time between. You mean like when you're actually in a battle, but not. Yeah, just like when time is paused. Yeah, when time is paused, you could easily have stuff like that happening, or just when characters intersect. I don't know. I I always like it when. In in a game, when people pay attention to the fact that they have either empty time or a place when two things intersect, and use that as a really strong opportunity to put more specificity in and like the dishonored guard stuff is is a really well done version of that i think the fact that it's turn-based is actually what makes it not very feasible because the the times they say things are the times when you like they hit a guy or something and it occurs feedback only exactly after an animation or something whereas if it's like when two guys intersect you could have 
10 minutes of nothing happening. Then yeah. right as soon as the guy moves next to each other, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, no, that would yeah, be a yeah. strange. Yeah, but be I mean, there, there, there could be there could be downtime idols like somebody, yeah, like it, it, it could judge the state of how well you're doing or something, and then a soldier could be like, "We're fucked." Uh, I don't know if we're gonna pull this one yeah. out or something. I, I, mean, I wouldn't be into something it. like that, that. Could be all right. It, it might but be. You can it already be, turn it off feel very, speech. It would feel game, very so. different. Like the thing I like about the turn-based nature of XCOM is that those moments in between when I'm actually doing something are they're like in moments in between a chess match. They're not. It deliberately feels like. Time is paused yeah, in the world, so right. it's just like, it's, it's I don't, reserved I don't for want your consideration feel, only. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, it would be crazy to me if it felt like these guys are literally actually standing there for five minutes at a time. Like, exactly. That's that, I was not just, how yeah, I would that want that. The moment they start talking in that downtime, it, yeah. the, the sense of time is no the, longer paused. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, this to feel like everything is on a razor's edge, and any time when I'm deciding something is like – that's just me, like, stretching out a split second of extreme tension. Yep. It's sort of, the, I mean, it's the adventure game problem, actually, that we always, we've had, like, you just have making any adventure game now that looks good. It doesn't look like a, like a flat 2D representation of what the world looks like. It's like you don't ever get the feeling that when you're walking around Woodtick and Monkey Island 2 that, like, characters aren't alive and doing their thing. But the moment you make them look real, they need to be doing, they need to yeah, have a fidelity so of action. Yeah. Otherwise, the world just feels completely dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. We talk about that stuff all the yeah. time. XCOM but it does looks a, so good. Well, XCOM yeah. looks good, but it does a good job of like just the way the camera is presented yeah. and mm-hmm. the level of detail of the characters and just of the world. It still has a little bit of the feeling that maybe it's secretly miniatures or like it's slightly abstracted a, yeah. a little bit. Well, they and they 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 actually it was an intentional art direction decision to try to make it feel like little miniatures. Yeah. Like a, you know, like it, like a it means that when time stops and you, you yeah, forgive right. the lack of fidelity. Yeah. And it's I, and deliberate. I, I love the feeling really of that. Good, like the, yeah. the moment in between, like basically every moment in between everything in XCOM, I think is just, I mean, I think, I think they, they, there are little design things that I like, or whatever, whatever I've heard people complain about that I agree with, but like, I think they really knocked it out of the park in terms of the, the overall, like the broad strokes and then just the, most of the just little details throughout the thing, just the feeling of being in your base, looking around, like, when when the uh, clock is ticking and when it isn't, like all the all the when it's ticking slowly and when it's ticking very fast, like all these there's all these little things that all add up to like kind of just the psychological feeling of what a moment is. Be it downtime in a, in an actual battle, be it downtime in the base, uh, be it scanning in the base, like be it when you've dis- found something but before you've reacted to it. Like the time scale and all of those instances <laughs> is different, and I like. Each of them works for towards a specific purpose, and I think it's really That's awesome. like it's really well considered. I I think it's I think it's a fantastic game. Like I um I know I had some criticisms of Dishonored before, and I I really can't emphasize enough how much I think that game's awesome. And like I just can't wait to keep playing it. But I'm having so much trouble not just playing Warcraft, <laughs> which I think is so good. Um, it's so, just something that something I find something I think overall is good in the long run, but that um. I guess doesn't help my experience in the in the short term is just I don't know what a good thing to do is a lot of yeah, the times and I, and, I, and I feel like you're playing I, on normal right yeah, yeah. And, and I don't feel like it's a case of oh well that's because all these different actions are valid and it's interesting decisions I feel like there are optimal so times you, to do things and I don't know what they are like exactly how like, I felt playing like, the demo like right now part. I can 
I have a thing. Oh, that's just God. an open thing. That's an alien base assault mission. I can click on any time. I guess I have no idea where, uh, whether I'm prepared for it or not. I yeah. feel like I'm probably not. But I'm like, is that the last thing you do, or do I do it now and it'll give me an advantage? I don't want to click it because then maybe all my guys will die. Just like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I feel like you can do your research out of order and blah 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 and like the. I mean, you know, that's part I, of that I, is just a blatantly what a suboptimal um, order. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's just it makes it makes it. It's one of those things where it implies to me through the mechanics that it's like you are expected to play this, play multiple campaigns until you either learn through trial and error or fucking game facts uh, what the optimal order to do stuff in is. And I never really understand why I should have to play multiple campaigns to understand that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the paradigm for a multiplayer game. Or I mean, for, for, I'm sorry, for a strategy game. Like, I think people who enjoy strategy games, they, that's what they want to do. Like they, I mean, I can speak as someone who enjoys strategy games. Like I don't want to have sort of a canonical playthrough. I I play Civilization, obviously, which is another Firaxis game, and I've played lots of Civilization, and I want to feel like I can play a bunch of campaigns of that totally differently. And like I absolutely feel that with Civilization, and I haven't obviously played enough campaigns of XCOM yet to be able to declare that one way or the other, but, um, well, but I, the thing about it is it feels inconsistent for me because in the research layer, they put those little uh, tags on stuff that say priority and they paint them green and put like mm-hmm. the asterisks around it or whatever, which is basically saying this is the optimal thing to do or this is the next yeah. most important thing to do. But that's the only place they do it. And so I'm like, right. are you telling I, me how to play this game or not? You I know? think, yeah, I think there are a couple things that are just, I think the game wants you to know are just of extreme importance because they bottleneck other things. Whereas most yeah. most yeah. research doesn't. Like, so... Um, there's like the capture the alien thing, and that Sweet. that's <laughs> there's there's a bunch of things there's associated the top with ghost that, thing. <laughs> yeah. which include like building the the actual weapon that stuns them, which includes building the containment room, etc. And those are things that like that's a big bottleneck if you don't do those things. Whereas other things like researching, generally speaking, armor first or weapons first. I, I mean, I guess maybe technically there's an optimal path for that, but like it's not going to hamstring your game if you do one right. rather than the other. Like it's well, what yeah. about this alien base thing? Am I supposed to assault this base? Um, or I pretty much always just whenever I get an event that occurs on the globe, I pretty much always do it immediately. So I don't know. That's just what I just do. I, I feel like you get an alien base assault mission. Uh, I've Have I don't you assaulted think... the alien base. Steve, I feel like XCOM presenting you with if you wish you're welcome now to assault an alien base means that you should probably just try it. Just once. You should trust the game that if it's presenting you with an alien base assault, that maybe it's time <laughs> to fucking sack up and take out this alien base. <laughs> you motherfuckers are going to be the ones that die. <laughs> so, like, sure. <laughs> Throwing Remo. On that, fucking boosts. On that note. Famous. So I, I played, Video like, games. Oh, do you have Ninja oh. from Mark of the Ninja in there? Sorry, no. Oh. Um, Ninja and whoever the lady was. Oh, I don't know. Him, no. um, Hopefully Ninja's nickname would be also be Ninja. I, I do... Yeah, so so I do have all three of you guys and Nick whenever I can get all of you on the same squad. And, it's very um, difficult. I'm sorry, Nick always fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> what class is he? Uh, he usually doesn't get to be one because <laughs> he dies before wow. he upgrades to be a class. It's just, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's unconscious because of how much i dislike nick that i just throw him into <laughs> you're still you're still trying grinder. to yeah. kill him and take his spot as host yeah there's always a mic uh, for you here 
<laughs> Let Nick live. Uh, or if it's just coincidence. But yeah, it, like, you know how you can customize the armor and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's the one you helmet. You always give him the worst armor. Well, there's the one it's helmet. in the dark. They, they target him instantly. <laughs> there's the one helmet that reminds me of fucking Carmine from Gears of War, the character that always get headshotted in every game. And so I started putting that on Nick. <laughs> I was like, Nick, sorry, you're destined to die, apparently, yeah. whenever I put you into play. Um, so I'm going to try and keep you alive, Nick. The irony, the the awesome dramatic arc will be finally when I assault that alien base. It'll be Nick. Nick who, comes out alone, covered in alien guts. <laughs> who, who, who flies his biplane up into the alien laser hole. <laughs> oh, God. You can do it, Nick. When Nick crop dusts the aliens. <laughs> yep. God, we've probably talked about this exact thing on the podcast because it's my favorite goddamn thing. But it's amazing that the aliens in Independence Day are running Macintosh System 7.5. Like, <laughs> somehow Jeff Goldblum <laughs> uses his goddamn power book. Yeah, we know. It's, <laughs> we know what happened. We all saw the movie. It's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. I have That's a really all. distinct memory of who is he hanging out with when he invades the alien base to hack their computer? Will Smith. One? Is Will Smith is hanging out with him? I, just, yeah. I, I have this really clear uh, memory. I've only seen that movie once in the theaters, but yeah, I just remember too. them being hidden in that little booth that they hide inside. They're inside their and, ship. And there's this shot of the two of them just peeking their heads up over the <laughs> console like cartoon characters. Uh, fuck that movie. Yeah, it's weird that he uploads like a Motorola 68000 processor <laughs> binary to the alien mainframe and it works and turns it off. But it's, it's convenient. It's cool how Firaxis got the... the ID4 license so that the soldiers could say welcome to Earth whenever you kill an alien. Oh, that's, that's true. That's badass. It's cool that they licensed Nick Brecken's crop dusting biplane as well. <laughs> yeah. Also impressed by that. What are we doing? A, pod, a video game podcast. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I, um, sounds like it sucks. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you completed a campaign in XCOM? I, uh, I started playing through it with the characters named after each of you guys, which I posted to Twitter, which yeah. Spaff mm-hmm. then excellently uh, sabotaged. How did he um, go and find the perfect angles of all of our faces? Yeah, he did a good job. They were well That guy's good at I photoshopping mean, weird shit together. Yeah, yeah he's very that's good. true. He has been doing it for many years. Um, and I found that I actually... So, first of all, I you guys all got killed at, at one point, which I, I think I actually posted a picture of that you as well. You couldn't deal with it? No, I couldn't. So I reloaded a save. And then I could deal with it after after reloading that save. Uh, basically, like the Idle Thumbs crew in that game was like completely invincible. Like still now that save game, all those characters have never died. Like you know they've all com- they've all had they all have dozens of kills and they're all they're all I think all fully leveled up to Colonel or whatever the highest one is. When back in the um, base, they're all actually just sitting in huge gilded yes, thrones right. now. <laughs> they're all lording in the in the barracks. Um, and I, and so I'm like, oh man, I'm doing really well in this game. I'm going to, I'm going to start over on like classic mode, which is the harder one, uh, with Iron Man, which is just one save that you can't reload. So the game just auto saves every time you make any decision. Uh, so it just prevents you from ever, from ever. It's a solid mode to have in that game also. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a good, it's a good thing to have in there. Um, and so I, I started up with that and holy shit, (laughs) it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, and so I, I started off again with like just naming them all after Idle Thumbs people. And after like five missions, just people would die so much that I, I have completely given up actually naming anybody anymore. Like at this point, they're all just whatever random name they have. Like that's it because they're probably not going to be alive 
more than like That's three fantastic, missions. Fantastic, though. I know because I when know. that guy lives for like six missions, you're like, hey, 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 Ramirez, look. I know I didn't know your name for a long time, right. but you're, yeah. you're good. You're a good, good one. Good guy. You're yeah. murdered immediately. Next <laughs> yeah. mission. Oh, no, yeah. Well, that's, of death. The, that's the thing is that like it teaches me to see my soldiers as expendable, even though I don't want them to be right. Like I still try to not get them all killed, but like you send guys to war and like a bunch of them die. Like it's a weird thing to say because obviously that's true in every strategy game, but <laughs> XCOM is somewhere life. like, but XCOM, it's like somewhere in between a game in every strategy you game and military operation. No, no, I mean a game where you your character doesn't die ever in the game, mm. or he does, but you just reload a save because you have to because that character has to stay alive. Mm. Like like any any game that is about one character, it's like in between that and a strategy game, a traditional strategy game like StarCraft or where all the units are totally yeah, they're all completely anonymous. expendable. Yeah. They're expected to all die. You know, it's a squad based strategy game, or like a lot of turn based strategy games are like that. In fact, where it's somewhere in between where you want your individual guys to stay alive because there's persistence and like they'll actually get stronger and they're individually named and so on. But it's so goddamn unforgiving that they will just die the way that people will just die in a battle. Uh, it's a really cool, uh, stressful uh, middle ground that I think is really appropriate. I mean, like it's good that they included that mode in the game because it's what XCOM is like, the original one, to play. Like th- yeah. that's what it is like to play. Um, but it's not like what a lot of games – that I've played recently are like to play. And no. it's cool. FTL it's, has a little bit of that though. Even though it's a roguelike. It does. Although I, I'm not nearly as attached to an individual FTL guy as I am to a, to an XCOM person. Probably just by scale of time. And yeah. And like you make, they don't have those barks. That's true. But you also like, you make choices about when the XCOM soldiers level up, like you choose upgrades for them, right, you outfit right, them right, individually right. with you choose when they equipment, breed. like you see them up close. <laughs> God, if there was a fucking XCOM eugenics program inside the base to breed the ultimate fucking soldier, that would be Isn't amazing. That game, people keep telling us to play Crusader Kings 2. Mod I think, it. I think that game is about dynasties and like... Mm. And, and Oh, maybe like, you're thinking about how people tell us to play Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, that Tokyo Jungle. <laughs> that game as well, I guess. But people, it's about you dynasties. Have you Tokyo Jungle yet? No, I haven't. I hate to turn on my PS3. You should just do all the updating stuff before you go to bed, and the next day when you wake up, play Tokyo Jungle. Nope. You have to reset that shit three times in a row to get it all the way updated. <laughs> oh. But Tokyo Jungle's made for you. Oh, I updated the 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 operating system. Cool. Okay, I'll re- Oh, I have to do it again. Great. Oh, Wait, now, no, now we can- all know it's a bad man. Oh, I have to update the store itself. I see. <laughs> I never wanted to. It's like you do in real life. Thing on. You never yeah, go into like I have a to Foot update my store, and you're like, oh, I gotta get the new firmware so I can buy some some sneaks. Probably in our fucking dystopian. Apple controlled future, future where you have to download an app to buy shit from a physical store that will be true. You talk about that like it's in the future. You haven't been in San Francisco in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, you God, would really, really like Tokyo Jungle. I'm, I, I want to play it. I want it. When are you flying It's back? worth the progress Just bar. Uh, um, I'll come over I had a question house. for you about Iron Man mode. Mm-hmm. Never played the original XCOM. Mm-hmm. I've only played the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Iron Man if I just for me? Went straight nope. to Iron Man mode, it would be too hard. Um, I mean, you could do it on on regular. Yeah, not, you can mix it with other. Okay. because like, the thing about I it, I was is... accidentally playing Iron Man mode. I never loaded a save the entire normal campaign mm-hmm. up to this yeah. point. I, I forgot that you could basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's been yeah. it's the been knowledge doable. that I can reload taints a lot of my video game. No, totally. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, play, just play it on on the the uh, normal difficulty. It does make <laughs> it harder to accept when you 
all but one of your squad dies or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, mean, I my, could replay this. My second mission in, in classic Iron Man, they all died. Yeah. Every, I wiped my entire squad. Yeah. There have been multiple missions I've completed where only one or two squad members have lived at the end, which is always a great – like it's always horrible when it's happening. But like it's also kind of cool. Like this one guy just brought it home and, and yeah. cleaned out the rest of the map himself. Like it's it's always a crazy thing when it happens. Although it's, it still sucks at the same time. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. You have these moments that are terrible and also really incredible at the a same time. A few times I've had a really, really good just sort of like procedural time pressure thing came up where it's like one of my mm. squaddies gets downed right. when there's only like one or two enemies left on the map and I don't have any med kits. And it's like, all right, I've got three fucking turns. Yep. If I can kill all these aliens before this guy bleeds out, I get to keep him. You know, and, and yep. it's like this really tense thing. And most recently, like actually right before I came out here this morning, I was playing one where it was like, yeah, I, I kind of narrowed down where the last guy must be because it was a goddamn terror mission. And I had seen like mm-hmm. a, a civilian die in just a dark part of the map earlier. So I was like, all right, I have three turns to wipe these fools out. There's like two aliens over here. There's got to be somebody over there. So I just start sending scouts over there and like. A turn ends, another turn ends. I finally got line of sight on the guy. By if this turn ends without killing that alien, my squad is going to die. And so, like, we're taking shots on him. I get him down to like two hit points. I miss. I'm like, fuck. Well, I guess you're done. And I notice there's one guy, like, fucking on, you know, halfway across the map who still has action points left. And he has a goddamn pistol because he's out of ammo or his other weapon. I'm like, just take the shot, man. Just take the shot. And he missed in my squad. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had like 15% chance to hit. Right, yeah. Uh, but at that point, I was like, well, we did what we could. <laughs> We're going home. I'm yep. accepting it. Um, but it was, I don't know, that kind of stuff is is cool. The yep. game doesn't tell you. It, it never says, you know, like, clear it out quick so you can save your squaddy. But you kind of do the math. And now mm-hmm. you've yep. made this decision that makes a lot more interesting decisions, I think, yeah, in absolutely. the short term. Yeah. You want to do a mini ruination after the break? Yeah, let's take another break. Video games! These pretzels are making me thirsty. I don't watch that show. It's called Seinfeld. Everybody watched it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, they did. I didn't. You did some. I saw the last episode. It's video games! It's for you. It's yours. That's actually something I think about a lot. This is for you. Uh, this is yours. Yeah, all the time. No, the thing I think about a lot is is when when you guys were like, oh yeah, you know, just jokingly, oh yeah, it's because it's the better game. Uh, you know, it's like I think about it. And I'm like, obviously they're so different. They're so vastly different that, and and both are such high quality that saying one is quote unquote the better game is practically impossible like it's also it, it's yeah. a worthless statement i know but, but I, I mean just using Which it one's a, your game of the week using it as a starting point the thing yeah. that's interesting to me is just a lot of times i just think about how much formal breadth there is within the idea of a video game. oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, this gets like, to the heart of the dishonored boy yeah because like like dishonored and XCOM are way more different from one another than practically any one movie is different from any other movie right like you know you like take aladdin an animated film and put it up against like the departed and i feel like XCOM and dishonored are more different because like they, there's there's tons of difference in content and technique and execution but just like the shape Space of the suits. fucking thing right. is so much different like well, the way you point. interface with it, the way you understand it the way it works cuz like uh and and they're all video games and it's just like that's 
constantly incredible to well, me. The, the funny thing really about happy. that, I mean, you're right. You're completely right. Obviously, I entirely agree. The, the other weird thing about that, though, is that tonally, they're much more similar than, say, Aladdin and The Departed. Yeah. Like, they're both about people who kill people professionally and are sort of dark, grim worlds. And, and, like, and they're both, like, high-tension experiences mm-hmm, yeah. where you're making a lot of, like, interesting, divergent decisions and, yeah, managing kind of, like, the awareness of the units and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the, yeah, um, it's... I don't know, but it's just, it's interesting. To oh, me. I, I just love how much can fit under the umbrella of quote, a video game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's amazing uh, to think about sometimes for me. Uh, and, and so that's why it's awesome that they're not only like you were mentioning earlier two just insanely well done games that came out on the same fucking day, but that they also have so little in common, you know, just as far as like how you play them, what they are uh, in the, the core of them. I don't know. It's cool. It was a good week. For video games. That's true. <laughs> for me? How's your week? It's pretty good. Oh, yeah? Two sweet games came out. Sounds like it was a good week for video games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the games he plays. Did you ruin anything while I was gone? We double ruined. <laughs> we, we, ruined we ruined and then we ruined it accidentally. Yeah, so last week we did this the uh, Idle Thumbs Ruination cast, which I'm sure everyone listened to front to back. All five hours of it. I saw Soren, Soren Johnson say it took him three days to get through it. <laughs> it felt like three days that, recording that. it. <laughs> um, but then we realized that we ruined the Ruination cast by not reading all of the ruins. A few of them got sorted wrong. So we have them now submitted for your approval. Yeah. Some ruination for our overflow. Yeah, so this, yeah. This, yeah. this reader mail is the Ruination cast over barf edition. Which basically <laughs> meant, if you don't know what that was, if you backed our Kickstarter at a certain level, you were able to just give us anything to talk about, and we had to talk about it. And we, did it we did it live. You, you can just check got it to out. choose a topic, right? It wasn't actually a full question. It could be a question. Oh, no, really? Some people wrote very long ones. Okay. Yeah. That was a paragraph long one, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what I wrote. Mm. It was. I, I remember it's like pretty um, like uh, polarizing. So we'll get to it. All right. So let's start, I guess. Um, The first piece of ruination comes from Colin Bayer. Colin Bayer says, Raph Coster's thoughts on single player games as a temporary aberration. Like, like human existence is a temporary aberration. Well, no, within the arc of human history. Right. He means like (laughs) in the eventual totality of the history of games. It was his contention several years ago, as I recall, that single player games will be seen as kind of a novel, like a fad that, like came, that came and went. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the sense that a game, like in in Coster's uh, estimation, you know, with understandable historical evidence and perspective, a game is fundamentally like a, a competition social between more than activity between multiple people player, yeah. that is right, that is some kind of competition. That kind of gets to what Steve was saying as we like smooth open to this reader mail segment, right? Though, like it gets to the point of like we call that smooth opening. Call it a smooth, we call them smooth opening. Uh, yeah, we're replacing scoops we with smooth opening. <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> You're making smooth we don't opening want uncomfortable. Steve's smooth, <laughs> smooth opening is not a topic of discussion for this podcast. What were you actually going to say? So when you brought us back with your smooth opening, we... Are we done? Yeah, I got one more in me. Um, <laughs> you got one more smooth opening in you? Somewhere. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you ruined everything. That's the point. 
That's what we're here for. Damn Steve. it! This is, was this what the entire ruination cast five hours? was like? Front to back, it was five hours of smooth <laughs> <laughs> opening podcasting just sailed right by. God, we just nailed it. I'm um, really glad I wasn't here is, for that. Is, and I mean, it feels like that is. Steve was talking about how games can be all these crazy things, and now right, we're talking now, about how games are one thing. Look at that. Smooth. Boiled it right down. <laughs> Smooth closing. <laughs> Smoothed it right out. Uh, right? Yeah, and I think that's kind of a problem. Two, there's two problems. There's the hyper definition of what a game, there's the hyper definition of what a game is, and then there's sort of the, whenever you try to say it, thousands of years into the future, a hundred years into the future, it's just that you're generally going down a bad path, I think. Just an incorrect path. Just well, I mean, so A, it he's, depends, he's comparing right? it to the prior thousands of years of human history. Well, the video know. games didn't exist? Well, when game... He, he doesn't he doesn't separate video games from games. Oh, okay. Right? So, so it's games like, starting as a sport, as competition. Right, yeah. Understood. Uh, understood. And, and board games and chess and everything else. It was always... The thing that I think is... I don't know, inherently stupid about it is like the computer is a simulation of a competitor done right? right like there was no single player game before because we didn't have something that could simulate the other player in a game until computers right. could and do then, that well also so much of yeah. video games it also so... falls under the umbrella of make-believe where you're sort of just a person like your game for for instance gone home you were just a person embodying what it feels like to be in this space and imagining you're in this person's home yeah well that's that and, is the place where but I think, so much of being alive sure. is about but that's not what a game is and that's playing the place where in the I woods think the imagining your indiana jones i think the game like i think the definition of game does get uncomfortable when you stretch it out to be about a place and about an experience more than about interacting with a set of rules and consequences mm-hmm. like but but at that point i would ask like how, then, how how do you like tabletop role-playing games fit into that like the game master may not always be in direct competition with the players but right. they are playing the same role as the game designer of a single player campaign yep is playing right? i know it's tough i mean and that's yeah, why there, i don't really some... care to narrow my definition down but like yeah. oh, no. i mean i think it's yeah. an, i think it's i don't think it's a stupid point it's not one that i agree with but i think it's interesting like i think it's an interesting thing to discuss like i I mean, I think the, I think what it points to is just a difference in a, I think he has a, just a stricter interpretation of game, like, uh, sort of Jake, I think what you're getting at in the, in the sense that, you know, like there's, there's a thing, a lot of single player games are only barely games. It doesn't mean they're not good things, but yeah. like, depending on how strict you are about, about an actual like game system being employed, like they're a lot of them are quite thin in that respect. Like they're essentially uh, weird, just kind of lightly reactive like environments. Um, it's, I don't know. It doesn't, again, yeah. it doesn't mean the, that, the, that I mean, they I feel like, exist. I feel like that when things that are very far down that spectrum are actually really rare, you know, like, I don't know, like any, any single player game in which you are trying to succeed, the game is trying to keep you from succeeding, right? Like the so game is your competitor sort of is. in well, this it, set of it challenges. Always, it always, yeah, I mean, but it wants point, you to get to the end of it, though. Like it wants, like does it? I yeah, mean, it absolutely every, does. It I mean, has auto saves. It has check like Mario, checkpoints. I mean, like yeah, I'm thinking about Mario right now. I was yeah. thinking about like Mario three or whatever. You know, it's like the, the but they don't so, want you to stop somebody, playing when you die. No, but they also do want to. It wants to impede you until your skill at besting it increases to the point that you can. Right. Right. I mean, that, that's the same thing. Like, different from what it would you call a, Would you call a crossword puzzle a game? No, it's a puzzle. So then you could basically say a single player game is a puzzle. 
I think it's yeah. A lot of single player games are, I think are much closer to puzzles. Like that's games. interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's kind okay. of okay. Well, I mean, so maybe that's a thing. I mean, maybe maybe I mean, that's a I fair so semantic I, argument. I have a well. So I have a thing. There's a so XCOM is I have a puzzle. Two, no, XCOM is definitely so this a lot is, closer to a game. Like XCOM will just let you lose. Like you can just straight up lose a campaign. But of you XCOM. can fall into a, you can fall into a monster's mouth. In Mario, a you big lose. fish can eat you. And, you and then small you fish can run out of lives. You can, I guess, eventually run, run out of lives. lives. I guess. Yeah, you can run out of but I mean, isn't that isn't that like semantically the exact same? It's. I don't think it's the same as as quite the same as XCOM. I mean, it's obviously all on a continuum, right? Like this is none of right. this is like hard black and white. I think it's like good because, job, Colin. <laughs> because XCOM, yeah, no, really, no kidding. In Mario, what happens is you just hit a like hard. Now your character's dead. Like you arbitrarily at some point had more or fewer lives. Based on like a bunch, based on you know how well you've done up to this point, like so you, it is there is a bit of that attrition. X, XCOM is a little bit different in that you actually make decisions that that like ripple forward for a long time, and so you're there's this entire like complex system of like variables and uh, like forces. But aren't you that kind of arguing that complexity the changes the definition? I think it kind of does to some degree. But I mean, I mean in Mario, you can save your your P wing. That's a choice you're going to make that's going to affect you later in the game. Puzzle. Um, like, it's like, how are those things actually, like... I, I'm a bad person because, in that I think... Oh, go ahead. You're going to answer that question. Uh, I'm just going to... I was going to talk about how I'm a bad so, person. One, one of the things I'll say about this is that I haven't... He doesn't want us to stop I'm, thinking about that for I'm too long. I'm thinking this through literally as it's coming out of my mouth. So, like, oh, I'm very life. much opening up myself... <laughs> the ability to get talking to a corner because I haven't thought this through well mm-hmm. enough to like robustly. No, this argue feels it. like an exploration, like, by the way. It doesn't feel like we're debating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just it's not like a game. Um because it's I not like a puzzle. Because <laughs> most of the most of the reason I'm arguing is because I think this is interesting. Not yeah, same, because same. I'm like strenuously defending Coster in this, right? Like I think it's an interesting thing to discuss though. But um with XCOM uh there is a like uh I don't know how to put it exactly, but there's something that that emerges out of the like in chess, for example, when you make a bad decision, um, it doesn't come back to bite you because later on your night, like like when you say save the P wing, right? Like that's a thing you don't need, like it's you could surpass that part later through pure reactive skill. Right. Like not not because of a decision you made necessarily just, oh, right at this moment, my reflexes were good enough to get past it. You could go That's through closer. all of Mario 3 without ever picking a power, a power up. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Like a lot of it is test of, test of reflex and like sort of closer to a, like a physical game. Right. Like a sport. Right. We, we, I mean, a challenge. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas those same the equivalent of those decisions in XCOM are like you're actually it's the actual like enforced rules of the world that are sort of slowly stacking up for or against you, depending on how you're doing these things. Um, like one individual character might live or die, but it's sort of, it's all part of just the overall strategy of the thing that's all working together. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I would, I mean, I just kind of still argue that's a puzzle though, because you're figuring out, you're trying to suss out the behaviors of the system on your end. So you can make choices that put you in a more advantageous position than the system, which is feels like puzzle solving. To I me. guess I don't think chess is a puzzle though. And XCOM feels like that to me. I feel like you're using the same kind of strategic planning that you're using, like in a game of chess. I don't think it's as elegant as chess, obviously. Right. But, but like, at, at that point, then I mean, but I mean, you can that, 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 that means that if it's like a game of chess with a computer opponent, it's, does that mean that it's not a single player game? We don't know if, enough about what Coster argued. I guess if yeah, he's saying I mean, I, that I read it, it we gotta get him in here because well, I haven't if, read it recently. If he's I, saying that something like XCOM, which is essentially 
a complex chess-esque set of competitive rules against a computer it, opponent is not well, a quote-unquote single-player game, yeah. well, then that, that's a totally different argument. Than that also the gets into the, this it. weird space of you can design a game that you're playing against an opponent, but it's an opponent who has non-human abilities. Like, a computer can do all sorts of crazy stuff that you, like, you could, you have an asymmetrical design that's so asymmetrical to the point right. that well, a the, computer has to be the opponent, but like, right. but it uses the rules and systems that otherwise would be, that a human versus human game would use like the same fundamental language. Yeah. Well, part of yeah. part of an like there's one interesting but thing then that, which is that that, like, that can spin off into insanity though. You can it? play XCOM against it. Like XCOM has a multiplayer mode mm-hmm. that obviously the systems overlap between that and the single player mode are huge, mm-hmm. right? Like there are some games where to make it a viable multiplayer game, you have to change a lot of the game in super fundamental ways because the computer when you're playing the campaign, the computer is playing by such a different set of rules that it would make n- no sense to to put humans directly in those roles. Whereas there are some games where the computer might have, it might be more stacked against you or for you, depending on what kind of game it is. Right. But essentially like in civilization is a good example of that, where obviously when you're playing, it's the AI high level AI has cheats in all kinds of ways, but like fundamentally the like levers that the AI is pulling are the same ones. And a human opponent's pulling when he plays against you right. in multiplayer civilization. Well, like, but that's not necessarily true of like a number of complex tabletop games, right? That are totally asymmetrical. No, and I don't really I don't have a lot of experience with tabletop games. I'm not I'm not as familiar with them. But. I'm just saying just because the abilities that the two competitors have aren't the same, that doesn't make it any less of, you know, a competitive game. Right? Like there are tons of games that are based on one player is controlling the board and the other player is trying to, you know, take those, control of the board. Yeah, I mean, those aren't really competitive games, though, are they? I mean, they're primarily cooperative. Like, the Dungeon Master exists to sort of facilitate an interesting experience for the cooperative group. Right? Uh, like, there's, the, there's that's that's, it's flexible enough that's to where you can be really competitive. True, but I mean, with be. there's a bunch of other, like, card and tabletop games. Like, I was, when I was at IndieCade, I watched some guys play this card game called Netrunner that, um, I guess, is an old card game. And they re-released it recently with new art and stuff like that. Um, and it was featured on Rock, Paper, Shotguns, board gaming thing and whatever. And the whole idea of the game is it's like a cyberpunk thing where one player is like the corporation and they have a bunch of cards they're trying to protect. And then the other player is a hacker and they can play cards to try to break into the other player's deck, basically. And they use totally different cards that are laid out totally different ways but one is controlling, you know, the space and the other player is trying to invade that space and they have asymmetrical abilities, but it's 100% competitive. Competitive. It's a zero-sum game where one of those people is going to win and the other is going to lose. And so, like, you know, at that point, I don't think, you know, that there's even an argument that the two competitors have to be <laughs> evenly matched in their abilities or anything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so... Or even it's, the same gameplay options. Because it's just such a spectrum where it's like, yeah. all right, well then, you know the level that you play in a single player shooter or whatever is being controlled by the computer that is, you know, dictating the systems of how the enemies are going to act when you encounter them and what's going to happen when you hit traps or whatever else, you know, and it's just a further abstraction along what I feel like is, is one continuous spectrum and therefore is equally yeah. Valid as thinking about it as a game, it's just something that you couldn't have done this before is, the advent right. of computers. This is the part where I, where I think it makes me a bad person because it's probably an academically worthless, fully emotional way to look at it. But the thing that I think about a lot when I think about games across all spectrum of games is uh, that they are a thing that a human being does. 
um, whether or not you're a human being by yourself or with another human being. So to me, a lot of the times, like, and the reason that I'm, I don't really give a shit about the definition of this is just what does it feel like to your brain when you're doing it? If your brain says I'm playing a game, odds are you're playing a game. Like if you, and that's why this is like, it's getting into almost gross, like stupid, like platitude zone or something. But like, if you ask a fucking kid, if two or two or three kids are telling a story together, what they're doing, they're probably playing a game. If they're playing tic-tac-toe, they're probably playing a game. And I know that this is entirely on the academic side, but I mean, the reason that this comes up all the time and is fucking weird is because to your brain, Dungeons and Dragons is a game and chess is a game, even though they're using very different parts of your brain. But I don't know what to say beyond that. But I mean, the, the existence of the emotional portion of a human brain and the word game and where that intersects all over the place makes this really fucking hard. We're around well, the that, edge that of that actually, looking we're at it, about to answer. Looking at it that way. What is game? <laughs> what is game? We're almost there. I can feel it. <laughs> looking at it that way, it almost sounds like that's actually directly a more potentially objective way to answer it, right? Because you could actually look like with using the power scan of science. A sweet brain. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You could look at look at look <laughs> at the brain patterns that are going on problem, when people are playing D and D versus when they're playing tennis versus when they're playing XCOM versus In my when experience, playing Quake. admittedly only from watching films, when you plug those things into a brain and then you look at it on a TV, it looks like a crazy dog puppet. Um that at least when you scan Rick Moranis's brain in Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Uh, I apologize for calling the argument stupid earlier, but it just it just it strikes me I, I feel it like strikes you a, as stupid. There's a certain uh strain of like Raf Coster works entirely on multiplayer games and like I don't know. It just always rubs me the wrong way when someone makes a broad argument that's totally self-justifying and sort of like the thing that I care about is the only thing that will ever matter. Oh, you sure. Know, um, I still think it's an interesting thing to consider. I, no, I, I don't think it's not interesting, um, but it also just seems very. So because closed. you care about the breadth of the medium, you're going to say that he's full of shit. <laughs> but I do think it just seems so limited. You know? I do it's think like, the breadth of what those two experiences are, single player versus multiplayer could become so vast that their lineage is sort of peculiar. And it, it has a peculiar, journey back towards the fact that you could play single player and multiplayer versions of halo like i think people are, like i could see i can imagine a, f- a future where what a single player like the like the future projection of what a single player experience is versus a the future projection of what a multiplayer you experience is are so fucking different yeah. that yeah. You, when you walk them all the way back a thousand that. years you're like oh those are the same thing but it's you know when multiplayer is nothing but Minecraft clones and single player is super hexagon but plugged into your brain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad actually that that was not in the Ruination cast because that was a fun talk. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin Bear. Thanks, Colin Bear. Are we ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it's as big and as well, intense as that well, one. The- it's really tempting to jump the queue right now, but I won't. <laughs> Mark Marco Brezzo asks uh, or says. Challenges focused on getting an independent game noticed in a digital marketplace. Mm. Well, they are yeah, kind of easier and harder, right? <laughs> like it's easier because you the the place you're selling the game is the same as the place you're building awareness of the game, and it's like all the same like medium. You know, you can find communities of people. You mean who the are, internet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah, because in most cases, the actual storefront is not where a lot of digital promotion happens. No, no, no. But I mean, like people will be on a browser and they will be. Right. Like perusing communities that discuss things like indie games, yeah. then they can follow a link and directly to the place, away, right. right? And they're on the same machine that they can use to actually play the thing. Definitely. If there's a demo, mm-hmm. like people are fewer steps away from your thing when they're all just on a computer. 
Yeah. Um, but also, except that your thing is means, drowning in a, exactly. like nearly infinite There's an infinite sea. number of them. So yeah. you then have to. But also, I mean, get noticed. I think those. it's also much like the the experience that you just described feels like the reason why independent PC and PC Mac, I guess you can whatever development is sort of the most exciting thing to me personally. Mm-hmm. But like that is such a clean flow that is imaginable and reproducible, and I have done that. But that doesn't exist in like any other digital marketplace to me. The sort of like get into a conversation about a about a game, dig a little deeper, jump through a link and buy it in the store. Like I've never done that on my iPhone. I've never done that. I've clearly never done that on my 360. For for games or for other stuff for other kinds of media. You're saying well, I'm saying exclusively other games, platforms. other platforms. Sorry, I didn't mean to say media. Yeah, other platforms. It does seem like it's a flow that probably happens on people's iDevices. Like where you just read a review of a game or you see a thread about this iPhone game is cool and you just click directly to the app. Yeah, I think link. that I think that sort of that loop is pretty well nailed down specifically for at least iOS gaming because you can link to whatever it is, blah 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 dot iTunes dot Apple dot com and it picks that link up and sends it right, right. into the app store. Um and I'm 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 The weird thing is I don't actually see that happen that often I guess it, music that loop happens sometimes with music, especially now that thing. It seems like I see that happening a lot with sites like Bandcamp. But yeah. weirdly, I think because TV shows are one day delayed digitally or a week delayed digitally, the places where people discuss uh, TV don't actually ever point you to where to buy or consume that thing because they assume that you watched it the night before on broadcast, right? Which probably actually is stupid. Yeah, it's probably still accurate for most people. Yeah, it sucks. It's for really, me, you I don't, guess. you know, it's. Yeah. They, they, but I mean, it, it, it feels well, like the like a game community is much more likely to go dig into a conversation about the game because they know the people are going to talk about if it's fun, the mechanics, that's things not like true, that. Though there's people, there's like huge internet communities dedicated entirely to just like everyone sh- piles on for this week's Mad Men, but you, yeah. there's no link that says go watch it on Hulu I or right, go because buy you have it on literally iTunes. nothing to contribute if you haven't watched it. Whereas in a game conversation, there's sort of it's a little different. I get, right. It just it seems like it seems this. like if there was it seems like if there was day and date digital TV, and people who were in press had the ability to have watched it early, the same way that it happens with games, that sort of culture could get built up though. Yeah, maybe. The I thing that I I feel like though his question was about the challenges of getting noticed in the indie game space, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that that's getting noticed in a digital marketplace. Yeah, and that's sort of well, okay, getting noticed in a digital marketplace. Well, I, I think guess that I don't mean I don't think he means physically the store. I think he means just the marketplace right. of and the ocean. Yeah. Maybe he I does mean, though. Maybe he means how do you like if your game's on Steam, how do you how do you make it not just, you know, and, overrun and, by And that's still going to It's basically the same question. Yeah, that's still going to all mostly happen outside of Steam yeah. regardless. I don't know. I mean the answer is it's really a big complicated fucking unknowable like how do you get people to pay attention to anything like i'm sure that that's the same question that everybody asks themselves if you're making a comic book or a music album or whatever you know yeah. it's like one thing you want people to buy it's yeah it's like it's it's some some intersection of make something really good that appeals to a fairly specific group of people that will get excited about it and know the right people to tell yeah. that group yeah. that your thing with, exists with a purely yeah. digital product <clears throat> aimed at a community that consumes purely digital things, it seems easier than if it's music that you would sell traditionally or a movie that you were screening somewhere, though, because it's more, yeah, find the community that you can target, that you can get excited about, and then they start 
Yeah. Bubbling that up and springing off into whatever other communities they're in to evangelize your product. Well, but if it is like too. a Bandcamp thing or whatever, it's yeah. it's all on the computer. It's all web mm. communities getting psyched about it or whatever. Right? It helps too if this is something you can't really do. Uh, you can't really start doing this when you're releasing your game. But uh, I mean, just building up strong awareness and like understanding of the particular communities that are most valuable for whatever thing you're making, like for a long oh, yeah. time in advance is like just irreplaceable. There's no yeah, substitute I mean, for that. I mean, if you can just knowing your audience is, is huge, but then also being able to know your audience your, to, to the specific drill down of like literally what web forums can I go exactly, and talk about right. this on? And like ideally having your audience know you even before yep. you're you actually have anything to sell, but just like, if you're just, if people understand about you, that you're someone who cares about this thing and that, and who appears in like whatever these different communities or places are on a fairly regular basis. And like, you're, just known to be someone who is passionate about this thing. Like that'll make your job a lot easier when you actually have a specific thing to, to put out there. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Scott Hammock says, did you ever find out how old that guy's daughter was? The one who asked if the podcast was the one with the horse bag. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, how old's your daughter again? I don't know. Did we ever figure that out? Uh, no, I just remember I we know. all thought it was weird if she was a little kid who was listening to Idle Thumbs because we say some really heinous stuff that is horrible, <laughs> including horse bag conversations. I horse bag's pretty innocent. No. My mom says hi, by the way. Yeah, I bet she does. <laughs> wow. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. She didn't really say hi you mean to because me. she's she? just Francesca Vanneman said tell Steve hi? Yeah. Oh. She knows scoops. Does she listen to I this? mean, Patrick. <laughs> She's big on the, the giant bomb forums. I'll say hi right now. Yeah. Hi, Francesca Vanneman. Hope everything's cool with you. It's Mrs. Vanneman. That's fine. <laughs> what? What? I'm just kidding. You replaced, you replaced your first name with the word Mrs. It's just some respect. Sorry about that, Mrs. Vanneman. All right. Uh, horse Listen bag. how begrudging that was. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mrs. Vanneman. Mrs. Vanneman. <laughs> God, yeah. You're like the kid who had to like stay over at the house for a couple hours after school because his parents got home late so it's like oh go to the Vanamans it's like I'm sorry about that Mrs. Vanaman you got just comfortable enough to be a dick but yeah had to still be polite because you were only there for a couple hours tell Mrs. Vanaman thank you for having you over thank you Mrs. Vanaman <laughs> man that that and then like thanks for tater tots like how far are you into into Telegraph Avenue uh 89 pages oh okay yeah he basically described a scene from that oh place. really yeah, just or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah Let's talk about that for a second after the podcast. We don't want to spoil the bookcast. Let's, let's talk about that on the next Idle book, book Club. club. <laughs> yeah. going awesome, a it? monthly book club podcast. Um, Sorry, this one's going to take a long time. Go ahead. Okay. Steve Gaynor says, mm. hot scoops. Oh. Oh. Let's really? consider the hot scoop. Oh, we talked about this earlier when Patrick was on the show uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, We're we done talked about then. Patrick earlier. Okay. Thanks, guys. Oh, thanks, Steve, for coming on the show. Thanks, hey, Steve. Steve. Wait, was that the last ruination? Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> we're done now. Uh, okay. Thanks, man. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> what, just for your existence? Or? No, for that being the oh, way that okay. we have to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. It was fun. <laughs> for me. <laughs> we all had fun, too, Steve. Oh, we cool, all had great. fun watching you have fun. Mm, good. As long as you're happy, Steve. That's all that matters to us. <laughs> Bye. Games. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> double check those eyes.
Episode no. 79. Double, Double check, check in your eyes. eyes. You got smoke in your eyes. <laughs>